Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is hour two of the Lombardi line presented by DraftKings. This show on VSIN and DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bon and Tony with you as always. If you missed any of hour one, remember you can always download the show in its entirety in podcast form every single day, wherever you get your podcast. Great hour ahead. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic is going to join us, talk a little college football offseason, and Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast gets some of his plays of the day and the weekend with the NBA coming back tomorrow. We've got some NHL as well, Michael, which which I know you love. (laughs) And he's got NHL, too. I mean, this man spans the globe. I mean, he's got it all on his list today. So excited. Good to be here. It's good to be here on a Wednesday. You know, we got a lot to talk about. How about that win last night? How about Creighton coming back? How about them shooting the lights out? How yeah. about that one? Yeah, especially because we we talked so much yesterday, hyping up this UConn team because of the space that there was between them and basically mm-hmm. everybody else right now. The defending champs look like they're impossible to knock off the pedestal, and then they end up having a 19-point loss to Creighton. Danny Hurley, even after the game, said they just caught us. They just caught us. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was fun. Um, Michael, what I'm particularly excited about this hour is some news that <laughs> we just we go. got moments yes. ago. So yes. earlier in hour one, we talked about some of the odds movement, right, with Justin Fields and where he's going to take his next snap. He was a plus five favorite number to go to the Atlanta Falcons after all this social media stuff came out with him unfollowing the Bears and he did follow a number of Falcons players still don't know when the following of the Falcons players happened whatever he's now minus 130 favorite to take his next snap with the Atlanta Falcons he also went on the St. Brown Bros podcast this week and credit them because they did an amazing job teasing the podcast in a teaser video that they clipped off they said bro, what's going on with you unfollowing the Browns? And then cut it off. And we never heard Justin Fields answer. So then everybody runs to the podcast and now it has finally been released and we get the truth from Justin Fields. Take a listen. Since, wait, since we're here, hold on. But, I mean, what's we're not the, what's, No, 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 no. Since like, we're here. All right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> 
But like, why, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You That's know? true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears much more now that you don't follow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields. to the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. Michael, I burst out laughing with the just because you're not following a girl doesn't mean you're not messing with her. He's still messing with the Bears. I'm dying. That is gold. I mean, how is everything compared to dating? It's unbelievable, right? I mean, they just go right back. I mean, this is what we're doing, you know? I mean, is he slipping into the the, the, the Bears' de- de- direct messaging? I mean, what is he doing here? I'm <clears throat> Look. I get it. I get it completely. You don't want to. You don't want to listen to all the stuff. But why did you follow Robinson? Why did you? What do you think was going to happen when you followed London Robinson and and Kyle Dijon, Pitts? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you think was going to happen? Yeah, I it's mean, funny. It, you're in a transparent world right now, right? I mean, there's no move you can make that doesn't come out. I mean, everybody knows it. It's you're. We're in a transparent world. Every move you make has impact of it and it's and it has social media com- connotations to it it's uh, like we talked about yesterday you know in the 90s it was different today it's it's completely different <clears throat> i joked about it yesterday i don't know who has less of a life the person that went through the social media and the instagram to see oh. who justin fields is following or me now for bringing it up to you to report on like this is the world that we are living in now in 2024 where this is newsworthy but I, I don't blame Justin Fields at all especially with the Bears having the number one pick all of the talk that is surrounding Caleb Williams all of the talk about what his worth and what his value is and how he is yeah. as, a, as a piece like I, it's the offseason you're trying to disconnect you're not going to know your future it's out of your control it's out of your hands so don't be constantly having that forced upon you on your own social media I get it yeah, but you know he's on social media. He just admitted it. He's on social media, so it's kind of hard. You know, mm. it's like, okay, I'm sure he's got a burner account somewhere too. You know, I mean, look, I, I don't blame him. I don't want to read about it every day. We're tired of getting talking about it. It's yeah. going to start happening here fairly soon. I've never seen a player who's won 11 games of the National Football League in his three-year career who most people would say – you know, has been disappointing as a first overall pick, get this much media attention. I mean, I think that's really the story. Like, why is Fields so popular is the story. Like, we had Randy Mueller on yesterday, who was the executive of the year, GM, and, like, he doesn't think there's, he doesn't think there's a whole lot of value in this situation. But I wonder why. Like, what tape do you want me to go watch that says Fields is great? Like, what tape? I mean, the Worldwide Leader came out today and said the Bears are going to regret making that oh. if they trade this. Like, show me the tape. I'd love to see it. What am I regretting? I think... And yet we're going to spend this whole offseason talking. I mean, we've started this offseason talking about it. And here's what I will say. Whatever team he goes to, their number will not move one inch off of the win total. It will not move at all. Michael, you ask the why, like why is he so beloved and why do so many people want him to have success? I'm not 100% sure. I just think that people see the dual threat ability and think that under the right situation and under the right coaching staff, he could be a Lamar Jackson type because of what he can do with his legs. I know that the accuracy has issues. I know that there's a lot of problems with him when it comes from a pocket passing perspective, but I think people see those gifts with his feet 
and think about, okay, maybe if you get away from Chicago and maybe you get away from the situation where you've had multiple head coaches, multiple coordinators, and you find a little bit of stability and you have some more talent around you, you could be something like Lamar. Is that out of the question? Well, Lamar, Lamar, he came in as a rookie and took his team to the playoffs. C.J. Stroud took his team to the playoffs as a rookie. Like, I keep saying, like, why does Fields have a three-year pass and a hall pass and all these other guys play right away? I mean, to me, it's like it's just your excuse-making. You're trying to invent it. Why is Brock Purdy under such scrutiny and Justin Fields is beloved? Explain that to me. Why would you talk to 90% of the people in the media? They would never trade you, Justin Fields, for Brock Purdy. But no way. We wouldn't do that. Are you kidding me? The Niners would laugh at that trade proposal. You would laugh at it as a Niner fan, Stormy. Yeah, I mean, we... We moved on. We, gosh, the San Francisco 49ers moved on from Trey Lance, who has some of those gifts for a reason. He, he's not the guy. Justin Fields is not the guy. I hope, though, for his sake, that, that Atlanta is the spot because I really think that that is a place and a team with the talent around him that he could take a positive step forward. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, uh, well, but here's, I think, the real point. And, you, and you, you know, you've done this your whole life, right? And this is something that I've learned, and I'm not in the league, but this is something that has hit me that if I were in the league, it would cause me some concern. Is if the number doesn't move in the win total, mm-hmm. okay, then why would we do it? Yeah. Fair, fair points, Michael. I mean, that's the reality, right? That's where the betting line, the betting world, which is kind of in its own world over here, and the NFL world, to me, if you're in the NFL world, you should be looking at that betting world because if that number doesn't move at all, for the player that you just gave up a king's ransom for or you paid something for, whatever it is, contract or whatever, that tells you a lot you need to know. And, and, and we then obviously, you better just, I'm not saying you don't do it. I'm not saying you don't do it, but you better think about it. Yeah, I'm, we, don't, we obviously don't have those numbers currently, but when they do come out, it's something that is absolutely worth watching and will be very telling about the type of guy that you're bringing in there and what the larger scope and what the odds makers and, and betting public think about that move. Uh, let's keep kind of keep in that same vein. Joel Klatt, college football analyst over there at Fox, he mm-hmm. made a lot of comments recently about the generational talent that Caleb Williams is. And obviously, based on the odds, he is very much so expected to be that top overall pick in this year's draft. But he also said, if Williams wasn't in this draft, that Drake May would be a slam dunk number one overall pick. And I found that very interesting, especially after Jaden Daniels had this Heisman Trophy winning season. A lot of the talk has been that he's kind of leapfrogged Drake May in the conversation about who will be that second quarterback off the board. What do you think about that comment from Clatt? Well, I think he obviously is willing to give his opinion, which is important, right? And I haven't studied enough of May yet to be able to make that decision. But I do think that when we were talking this summer and you watch some of the clips that May brings a lot to the table. Now, we've heard a lot of negativity here in the offseason about May and the offense and North Carolina quarterbacks. I think that's just all nonsense talk. I mean, you know, Sam House, a pretty good player if they would have just protected him a little bit more. So I'm not surprised by it. To me, the first thing I would do, this is just my mindset, I would go back and and look at where Klatt rated last year's quarterbacks. Where did Klatt rate the year before quarterbacks, right? I'm trying to get – I want to evaluate the evaluator. Mm. 
Everybody just evaluates what he said. I want to know if he's right. I want to know what his track record has been. Like, you know, Merrill Hodge, I mean, you listen to some of his comments. He's been all over some of these quarterbacks. He's done a really good job. And so, for me, that's really what I – when all these people give their opinion, and me included, right, you want to go back and double-check to make sure that what they're talking about is the right thing because what is their track record have been? You can say whatever you want about my track record. I told them all in Chicago that the Mitchell Trubisky wasn't very good. They didn't want to listen. They wanted to run me out of town. So, you know, that's the reality. And now I say the same thing about Fields. Like, I don't think you can win quarterback at Fields. I don't think you can. I don't care what team takes them or where they go with them or what the scheme is. I don't think it's going to work. I can't believe you didn't love MVP Mitch, Michael. Uh, Drake May, by the way, still is a minus 140 odds on favorite to be the second overall draft pick. But Jaden Daniels has gained some steam plus 120 price for him. We're going to step aside, hit the break here on the Lombardi line, but plenty more to come when we return. Talk a little college football. Keep that track record going with Stuart Mandel. We'll be right back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We know you've been busy with football, which is why our VSEN experts have got your back. They just released the free NBA at the break betting primer. You can get a free guide today. Help you bet the NBA smarter. Futures bets to make right now. Eastern and Western Conference analysis plus betting tips for the rest of the year. All you got to do is head to vcin.com slash guide. That'll get you that free copy today. Again, vcin.com slash guide. V-S-I-N.com slash guide. This is the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Tony with you. As we turn the page to a little college football. Hopefully we can get Michael to hear us in a moment. Uh, but we'll welcome in Stuart. Hopefully he can hear us. Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief for College Football. 
football at The Athletic, also co-host of the Audible podcast. And Stuart, I I know we're going to talk a lot about the CFP new format, the 5 plus 7 in a moment, but we just wrapped up a conversation talking a little bit about the draft and what the Bears might do and Caleb Williams, all the talk about him. You covered the Pac-12 so closely over the last handful of years. Is Caleb Williams the generational talent that he is made out to be? Is he that can't-miss player? I think so. I mean, you know, I know that obviously USC had a down year last year, and he obviously didn't end up coming close to winning the Heisman again. But, man, I mean, he did everything he possibly could on a team that had no defense that actually managed to get worse on defense from the year before. I just think his ability uh, to, to, you know, make plays both as a runner and a passer, um, he's just one of these dominant, we don't see them come along that often, dominant dual-threat quarterbacks who – um, that the NFL has come to embrace finally um, after years and years of maybe avoiding, um, you know, the, the, the dual threat quarterback for anything. What Lamar Jackson's doing, I think Caleb Williams can do that and more. And also, we were talking about a comment from Joel Klatt recently that said, if Caleb Williams wasn't in this draft, that Drake May would be a surefire number one pick. Do you, do you agree with that? He called him kind of Josh Allen 2.0. I've seen, obviously, the, the arguments that are being made for possibly Jaden Daniels as the number two quarterback and coming off the year he did. Um, totally understandable. Uh, but I think Drake May is the more polished player. Um, you know, I, agree, I guess I agree with Joel. Like If Caleb Williams wasn't in the draft, he'd probably be the number one pick. I don't think a lot of college football fans saw him much because we just don't pay that much attention to the ACC and to UNC especially. They weren't a playoff contender. Um, LSU being in the SEC, obviously, Jaden Daniels got a lot of got a lot of big um, exposure opportunities. Um, I think I would side to Drake May, though. I love Jaden Daniels, and I'm glad to hear that he's now in the you know because he wasn't in the conversation at all, right, going into the season. That he's now in the conversation for a possible top ten pick. Yeah, a Heisman Trophy will do that for you, that's for sure. Um, But okay, let's get to the the news of the week in the college football playoff. Them finally getting some of the kinks worked out, at least for the short-term near future, the 5-plus-7 model. What is the need-to-know information for people at home about the way this panned out? It means that they finally checked the last box for these next two seasons, which are the last two seasons of the current contract. Now, when it's been three years since they originally proposed going to a 12-team playoff, and at the time, we hadn't gone through all of the realignment that we have since. And so it was expected to be you know, a mix of six berths that would go to the six highest-ranked conference champs, which we assumed would be the Power Five champs and a group of five, top group of five. And then the Pac-12 imploded, and it's now a Power Four uh, instead of a Power Five. And so... Um, it took until, for every reason, it took until yesterday to finally, everybody to finally agree that it should be five and five um, conference champs and seven at larges. So that's kind of the last outstanding detail for the next two years, um, you know, that was a fall under the current contract. The next contract, which will begin with the 2026 season, is wide open. Now, I'm a Notre Dame fan, Stuart, and I've seen a lot of people on social media kind of up in arms about the fact that even if Notre Dame was the top-ranked team in the country, they'd never get to have that first round bye. They'd be fifth at best and yada, yada, yada. Um, But I also, they don't have to play in a conference championship game, so they kind of get a bye built in anyways, right? Like, they still get their time off. They don't have to play another really tough, challenging game to get them to that point in the playoff. Where do you sit on Notre Dame's situation being an independent? 
Well, the funny thing about it is that it was a it was a group of four, three commissioners, and and the fourth person was Notre Dame's athletic director Jack right. Swarbrick, who came up with this proposal in the first place. So he was one of the people most directly um, in agreement with that situation for Notre Dame, and it, it was exactly what you just said. Um, the most important thing for them was to have a path in as an independent. If they had said we're going to have a twelve team playoff and and I don't know, ten, all 10 conference champions, that would have been horrible for them. So they can get in. No, they can't get a bye. But like you said, they have a bye the first weekend in December. They actually will have a, a extra week of rest over probably, you know, at least a couple of the other teams that are playing in the 5 through 12 games. So, um, and look, it's not just being Notre Dame. I mean, if this had been last season, Georgia, 12 and 1 Georgia, they, they, you know, obviously lost a close game in the SEC championship would have been the five seed and they would have been playing in that first round game against poor Liberty um, and, and having to win four games to win the national championship. I, I think it's going to take getting into this for people to adjust to the fact that the top four seeds won't necessarily be the top four teams in the rankings. And if anything, you know, you could have a big 12 or ACC champ who's ranked 14th and they're still going to get one of the top four seeds. Stuart, Michael Lombardi here. Quick, quick question. How are we going to handle the transfer portal as now we seem like, are they going to change those dates to allow these kids to not move for the, because now we have 12 teams in the tournament as opposed to four. Those teams kind of kept their players in check on the transfer portal, but now we're at to 12. Will they change those rules to accommodate this new schedule? I think that is a a question that they haven't addressed seriously enough. Because I think if you keep it exactly the way it is, I think it's naive for people to think, well, if a, if a team's like Kyle McCord, Ohio State's quarterback, right? He, he entered the portal right after the Michigan game last year. Well, his team would have been in the playoffs. So it's easy right. to say, well, he would have stayed with them throughout the playoff. But he seemed pretty sure that, I mean, to do it that quickly, clearly he wanted out of there for various reasons. And he ended up at Syracuse. Are we naive to think like, well, just because his team's in the playoff, he would just delay that for a month? Um, but there's also some constraints on that. They can't, like I've heard people say, let's just only do it in the spring. Well, these players who are transferring want to participate in spring practice at their next school. And to do that, they need to be enrolled for the start of that semester, which usually for most schools is mid-January. So maybe you could compress the window, although I don't know that would be ideal for coaches either. But there's going to be a transfer portal window that that runs parallel to the playoff. I don't, I don't think that's avoidable. And you know, last year Texas is even in the four-team field. Texas's backup quarterback Malik Murphy entered the portal before the playoff. If um, Quinn Ewers had gotten injured in that Washington game, it would have been number three quarterback Arch Manning. And I know he's a big name, but he hadn't hardly played at all. Who would have had to go into the game? So I think the transfer portal. Again, we talk about this This new playoff format has been in the works for three years, and the sport has changed so much in those three years that a lot of what they came up with then um, doesn't work as well uh, now that we're actually here. And, and Stuart, speaking of change, uh, so much change in the coaching regime this year, too. None more turbulent than the retiring of Nick Saban. But a couple recently in the last couple of weeks, what was more surprising to you? Chip Kelly leaving UCLA to be a coordinator <laughs> in his same conference or Sean Elliott leaving Georgia State as a head coach to become a tight ends coach at South Carolina? I was stunned by both of these recently. Yeah, 
I know I'm supposed to say Chip Kelly, but I don't know. I've known Chip Kelly for a long time, and he just kind of marches to the beat of his own drum, and it was obvious he wanted to get out of UCLA. If there were any other coach, I'd be surprised. I'm not surprised all, the, all that much that he did that. I just UCLA is not set up well for success in the Big Ten, and I think he knows that. And, look, he could have easily gotten fired after this past season. And the guy just loves calling plays. He, he's never really embraced the other aspects of being a head coach. But for Georgia State and Sean Elliott, for him to – you know, we've seen this a couple other times already where a group of five head coaches left to be a coordinator. Alabama's got a couple of those. But he's leaving to not even be a coordinator, and he did it right as Georgia State was opening spring practice. Yeah. Uh, never, They had to postpone the rest of spring practice because they don't have a coach. That I have never seen. Yeah, and, and the Kelly leaving, I mean, he, how was UCLA able to recruit after? Did all those recruits enter the transfer portal, or did they stay because of Deshaun Foster being named the head coach? Well, that was a big reason, I think, why they hired Deshaun Foster. He's very popular with the players. But remember, there's a second uh, transfer portal window. and Because by the time Chip Kelly left, it was too late to for these kids to enroll at a new school immediately. Just kind of, you know, moving, going to the portal now doesn't really accomplish that much. But, you know, when that spring went, I think a lot of schools, I think that spring window, which I believe starts April 15th, last season wasn't all that eventful. Most guys who were going to transfer had already decided that. But because of all the late coaching changes, Alabama, Washington, all the way down the line, UCLA, I think the players that were affected by those changes could really, um, we could see a lot of big names enter in that period this year. Stuart, we'll keep checking in with you throughout the offseason. Thank you for this, and uh, have safe travels to Vegas in March when you're coming out for the NCAA tournament. Can't wait to have you. Thank Let's you, Stuart. Let's watch some games together, Soren. Yes, sir. It's inevitable. Uh, we'll be right back on the Lombardi line. Thank you to Stuart. Doing great stuff over there at The Athletic. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You'll get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide with bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vsin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game visit vsin.com/pro to subscribe today that's vsin.com/pro Yesterday, our good friend Tate Frazier helped us out, warning us to tread lightly about UConn against Creighton because they'd never won in Omaha, and their road record against AP Top 25 teams was brutal. So that cashed if you bet it. What can Harry Gagnon do for us today, especially in college? He was hosting the Against All Odds podcast. Joining us now, welcome in, Harry. Appreciate you and excited to – we're going to dabble in a little bit of everything today. You've got a mixed bag of plays. I'm excited. Absolutely, guys. And by the way, I just want to say, Stormy, that's funny that you guys that you and uh, and Michael mentioned Tate. Me and Tate had a little texting chain back and forth yesterday about that Creighton game, and he knows I've been Creighton all year. So I think right now he can get Creighton at like forty-five to one to win it all. Huge win, statement game for them uh, last night. So I I, I kind of pushed Tate a little bit towards Creighton, but uh, but uh, you know, listen, that was a great game by them, and they needed it. So that was good against UConn after winning by 30 on Saturday against Marquette, kind of a letdown situation for UConn there. So, But tonight, guys, listen, I, I like in the Big 12, I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to lay the 10. I'm going to lay the big number here at 10 against Oklahoma State. Cincinnati, big in the tournament and everything, sitting at 16-9, and nine, trying to make a case for the committee here. They have some nice wins against BYU and Texas Tech this year. Uh, the last two losses were close 
against Houston and Iowa State are in the top 15. Uh, they have not lost by 10 or more since the middle of December. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State is dead last. Dead last the Cowboys are in the Big 12 standings. Five of their nine, uh, last nine conference losses have been by 16 or more. They're 0-6 on the road uh, and straight up in conference uh, play. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I'm going to lay the big number here. I'm going to lay the 10 with the Bearcats over the Cowboys. Before we get in the other plays, I'd like to just take a moment. So you like Creighton as a sleeper. Now, you've been really hot on college hoops. You've been hot on hockey. We have a hockey play for me over. What other team do you see in that Creighton area where you think they could compete to be in the Final Four? Is there some sleeper team that you've got your eye on? Is it Indiana State? Is it South Florida? I mean, what is Florida Atlantic? Excuse me. What team do you have your eye on? I know that I gave them out last week and they didn't cover, but they won the game. And uh, this is another game when we went over, um, when we had Tate Frazier on against our lads uh, before the season when we went over it. And I'm going to say that this team, he'd really like this team for a Sweet 16 team. And I kind of do too, Michael. How about right here in my backyard, up the street a little bit and Camelback and 35th Avenue, Grand Canyon, the Antelopes. They're 24 and 2 this year. They're rolling everybody at home. I, I, they've made the tournament. This, this will, if they make it this year, that'll make three straight years. They've come close. They came close last year. I think a team to look out for is Grand Canyon of all teams in the WAC that could make it to the Sweet 16, make a nice run. They've got a le- nice group of players that have been there for a while. And again, have a great home court advantage. And I think they could possibly do this on the road because they are a solid team. That's fun. Grand Canyon. We love a nice long shot. To see where they could go. Have you started doing any of your like look aheads to conference tournament weekend? Like what's your prep for that? Because obviously um, the beginning of March will be here right around the corner. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's a lot of times stormy when you when you're looking at that is um, if teams are already in and maybe, you know, they the, historically they don't do great in their conference tournaments, maybe look to somewhere else where a team that maybe might need that game. You could have a team that's uh, a three or four point underdog, but they're already in and they're already probably locked in to what seed they're probably going to be as well. And maybe go the other way because they have a little bit more on the line. That's what I'd look at a little bit more. Some teams, I mean, you'd you'd look on paper and be like, oh, this team should definitely beat this team. But sometimes when it comes tourney time and trying to get seeding and get in, it's a little different, a little more teams are a little more fired up when they know they might need a win or two come tournament time, come conference tournament time. So I'd look at that a little bit more for teams who really need to compare to teams who are already in and probably already know their seating once the tournament gets revealed. Harry, Circa put out a pet. They said that you could take Purdue and Elliott, our producer, and you could take UConn or you could take the rest of the field. I, what, I, I forget the odds. I think it was a minus number on the rest of the field plus on those other two teams. Would you make that bet? Hmm. I, I wouldn't. Uh, it's funny. I, I, I just haven't been a Purdue fan for years. They haven't shown me anything in the tournament, even though those years when Gene Cady had all those great teams, never did anything in the tournament. Uh, Painter's there now. I don't like him as a head coach. Uh, last couple of years, obviously, we saw what's happened against Fairleigh Dickinson, against St. Peter's. They blew both. Now, this year, they still have Eddie, and, and, and I know that he's a monster, and he puts up big numbers and everything like that. But they had him last year, too. Now, I know they're a bit better it seems like they are this year, and they've been in the top five uh, basically all season. Um, but I'd say no to that because I know Connecticut's strong. And last week, last night was a you know a twenty point loss to, to Creighton. I get it, but I mentioned they had thirty point win on Saturday against Marquette. 
and they have been fantastic, and they're probably the best team in the country this year. But to re- asking Painter to do something when it comes to March, especially late after the Sweet 16, is asking a lot. Just look at his track record. And and if you look at, like I just mentioned, um, Connecticut, fantastic team, but they can lose too. They've, like I said, lost big last night, and to ask them to repeat is asking a lot. I loved looking over this camera to my right at our producer, Elliot Bowman, who's a big Purdue fan, and just seeing his soul leave his body. Very unhappy with these comments. Uh, Harry Don't Gag- like Purdue. Don't like him. Harry Gaggin. The truth hurts, Stormy. The truth hurts. Michael, you know, me and, a, me and the parlay kid have butted heads constantly. He's a big Purdue guy, but I butt heads with him, and I got the best of him last year. So uh, we'll see what happens this year. See, that's what it hurts Elliot's even a realist, more. Though. He's a realist. He, Elliot's a realist. I mean, he's hoping. He's hopeful. He knows it's not going to happen. He's preparing himself for the letdown. Well, I mean, if anybody can help you prepare for a letdown, it's me, Elliot, with my teams in recent history. Um, Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, joining us here on the Lombardi line. Let's go to a little stick and puck here. Five-game slate in the National Hockey League coming up. Uh, Sabres, Canadians, the first game of the evening, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern puck drop from the Bell Center in Montreal. Two teams that, uh, you know, in the bottom of the Atlantic, not exactly, maybe not a game that you want to watch to sweat out your bet, but you can find out the results a little bit later what do you have for us tonight look they all cash the same that's true 100%. and i've been running hot in the nhl especially in totals yeah i'm gonna go buffalo montreal over six and a half minus 120 montreal gives up the most goals in the atlantic division and second most in the eastern conference uh last time these two met seven goals were scored and actually the center for the habs nick suzuki has been a bright spot on a bad team for Montreal. He's recorded at least one point in 10 straight games to get 17 points over those last 10 games. I expect him to get one uh, maybe tonight, maybe an assist as well, and the game to go over six and a half. And then, you know, you were so overwhelmed by the All-Star game. You loved it so much. You were a fan of it, cheering it, and you loved all those points scored, even though they were going to button down and play better defense. You loved it. You got it, you got it over today. Sacramento-San Antonio, you're going over in that game as well. And you've got two over totals. You also got Indianapolis and, and Detroit. I mean, when you put Detroit over, you're really going on it, Harry. I know, and you know, Michael. I mean, I even had the over in the All Star game, but I couldn't watch. I was just up. I was just checking my phone and making sure. Okay, we're on good pace. Couldn't watch it. I watched about three minutes of it. Couldn't take it. It was disgusting. But anyways, yeah. Listen, two totals. I'm gonna go totals. I, I like totals today for some reason. But uh, you mentioned the Detroit Indy. I'm gonna go over 247. Pistons are last in the Eastern Conference. They're giving up 122 points a game. Pacers, uh, a super fun team to watch this season. Um, they lead the NBA in scoring, and Tyrese Halliburton is having a tremendous season. Uh, I gave him out last week over 22.5 in his uh, first round of the three-point contest here on the show, and that was a winner. And in the two matchups so far this season with these two squads, 249 was scored and 254 in the other game. So give me Pistons, Pacers, over 247. And I've got San Antonio versus Sacramento. I also like that game to go over, over 242. Sacramento. Uh, excuse me, the Spurs play very little defense. They're tied with Utah and giving up the most points in the Western Conference this year. Sacramento has six players, six players averaging double digits. Fox and Sabonis are special players. Um, and uh, in their only meeting this season against the Spurs, the game landed 249. De'Aaron Fox had 43 in that game. Sabonis had 27, and, uh, 27 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists. And in fact, guys, in their last three times they've met, 
249 points or more have been scored. So give me San Antonio, Sacramento over 242. Pistons, Pacers over 247. Good stuff, Harry. Appreciate you, pal. Always, Love guys. It, Harry. Thank care. you. Thanks, guys. See ya. Our all-sport guru, Harry Gagnon. Again, make sure you check out the Against All Odds podcast. You can follow him on X at AAO Harry. And again, those games are going to be tomorrow because the NBA is coming back from the All-Star break on Thursday, a 12-game slate tomorrow. The game of the night is going to be Lakers-Warriors. And Mm. I I wonder how many times they're going to show the clip of LeBron lying about how he had no idea that any of those (laughs) conversations behind the scenes were happening. I I had no idea. Yeah, they're just talking about trading for one of the greatest players Mm. of all time, but he would not. No, Nobody ran it by a, me. Nobody ran it by me. Nobody ran it by Yeah, mm. of course they did. An instant yeah. classic. Uh, we got yes. Why Not Wednesday coming okay, up here next we go. to close out the show. Get excited. We'll be right back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to 1000 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Maybe a stupid one, but I'm just spitballing here. Can it make you say why not? That wasn't a stupid question. It's time for Why Not Wednesday. I mean, why not? You know when they say it's so crazy it just might work? Closing out today strong with a little Why Not Wednesday. We're looking at some long shot props, some things that maybe on the surface you might say this doesn't make sense, but could it make you turn your head and say why not? Michael, Let's get into it. And we're actually going to tee you up here with one that our guy Harry Gagnon was just talking about moments ago. How about Creighton? He said 45 to 1. I I only saw 30 to 1, but shop around because if he's getting a better number, go find it. Creighton to win the NCAA championship. Could you say why not? I mean, I think you could say why not for any team that's that has, you know, decent odds, right? I think to me the tournament's so much about seeding. It's so much about 
Are we playing well? Are we shooting the ball well? Creighton last night, 50% from the three-point line. I mean, who are you losing to when you shoot 50% from the three-point line? I think you could get me to say why not for a lot of teams because we know this about basketball and single elimination. It only takes your best day on that day. It doesn't take you to have to play, you know, a consistent amount of great games. And to get there, yeah, I know you got to put the string together, but sometimes, you know, an upset here, an upset there that you don't even control helps you along the way. So I, I could say why not to that. I mean, there's a lot of teams. That's why I keep asking the question everybody we have on. Like, who else? Is there somebody else? Is Indiana? I could say why not to Indiana State. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a basketball snob that it's got to be a blue blood. We are intel gathering. Who doesn't love a Cinderella? I mean, look at San Diego State and FAU last year. Why not? Creighton uh, did make the Elite Eight last year, but uh, who, who knocked them out of there? That would be the Aztecs. Let's go. Although I shouldn't be bragging about them after they lost to Utah State yesterday. Neither here nor there. Let's move on. Back to football, Michael. Your boy Micah okay. Parsons loves playing a little GM. He was talking the other day about his relationship with Jerry Jones. And one comment that he made was that he would give Tony Pollard another year. He started getting into his rhythm late in the season, coming off the injury. Could you say why not to Tony Pollard getting another season in Dallas? You know, I, I think Micah's right that he needs another year. The question is money, right? Like, the question is money. Because before the injury in San Francisco in the playoff game, he was dynamic. He was a he looked to me like Gale Sayers. And I wrote uh, Football Done Right. And I also included Pollard's name in the Gale Sayers write-up that I had. So, yeah, I could easily say why not to this. But it's going to come down to Tony's ability to want to accept the contract that is below what he got last year, significantly below. Now, I'm sure they'll give him a bunch of incentives if he can earn it, but I do think these guys running backs that have knee, leg injuries, it takes them a year to come back. And I, I think ultimately that's what I would do. I would say why not to that, sure. Sure, let's stick with the guys with the star on their helmet. Dak Prescott, could you say why not to Dak being an MVP in 2024? 15 to one the odds. Well, I mean, he was almost there this year until the fallout, right? I mean, he, you know, if, if they play better in big games or won a couple of those road games that they had a chance, you know, he goes into Miami, can't pull that off, you know. And so I, I think to me, he's close, right? At his best year with McCarthy. I know there was a lot of tears because Kellen Moore wasn't there and he left. And we had to go through a lot of counseling to handle all that. But we got through it. But we know this, Stormy, the second year a player plays in the system that he's familiar with, he always has a better season. So why not? I mean, look, the only thing that would deter me from making this bet is the fact that the NFC East doesn't necessarily lend itself to repeating. Mm. And I don't know how good the Cowboys will be. I love the Mike Zimmer hire. I think that'll help them. But I'm not sure that you know that this is all going to be flipped around we'll yeah. see but I, I would I mean 15 to 1 like you know me Stormy I think the MVP voting is you take five guys and you spread a hundred dollars around and make sure that you always have somebody who's going to win it that you can lose you're not going to lose money on sure. the deal he yeah. would be a long shot I would play do what you can to stay profitable and you know why I have no problem saying why not it's a regular season award Cowboys yeah. are great in the regular season. <laughs> oh, you, 
That was a slight good. dig. It was a slight good. dig. Okay. I love it. I what love about it. this one? Because you and Femi uh, on the podcast this week were talking about lying season, talking about how maybe Maserati, Marvin Harrison Jr. isn't the top wide receiver for some teams. Could you say why not? To Malik Neighbors being the first non-quarterback selected in this year's draft, 12-1. to 1. I, Look, I could say why not to that. Remember... Remember when Hutchinson was the clear number one pick in the draft? And then the Jacksonville Jaguars picked Walker from Georgia over him? Now, I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I haven't studied neighbors enough to know, nor Harrison. But there's enough conversation out there from people that I respect that have told me that, wait a minute, this neighbor kid's really good. And so I think you got to take a look at it. I think you got to take a look at it. Look, I would not have taken Chase over... Penny Sewell, who went, was at Oregon, mm-hmm. you know, when the Bengals did that, because I think it's impossible to find left tackles. But I think Chase is a great player. But I could see that. I could see neighbors being a difference maker where some team thought he was going to be the guy, you know, and why not? Why not handle that? So hear me out on this next one, because in mm-hmm. betting, we're all about trying to draw a line and getting banged for your buck, right? I'm going to throw this one at you. Devontae Adams. Offensive player of the year in 2024. It's 40 to 1. But I'm drawing the line that maybe there's something to Aaron Rodgers trying to get his guy. I don't know if yeah. it'll I don't know uh, if it'll happen. Maybe it doesn't happen this offseason. Maybe he's a midseason trade. I don't know. But if Aaron Rodgers gets his 17 back in the Jets and they're both healthy and they're making things pop off, could he not win offensive player of the year? Well, if you bet that, if you go, why not here? Let me, why not ask you a question? Why not play Aaron Rodgers for MVP? Because he's too unlikable. He's one. <laughs> he's one. Well, there's your answer. He's one too well, many. He's right one there. too many MVPs already. So there's fatigue and there's just personality fatigue. People don't like him, so they don't want to vote there's for him. There's your answer. I got, I got the answer. But <laughs> to me, there's a perfect. That's the question to ask. If you're gonna play Adams and you think he's getting traded at forty to one to the Jets, then you got to play Rodgers as the MVP because he's delivering them the football. All right. I'm looking for a long shot. He's Devontae Adams is 22nd on this list. CMC, 5-1 to one to repeat as Offensive Player of the Year. Tyree Kill and Justin Jefferson, both right there at plus 650. How about this one? Can you say why not to Doc Rivers getting the Bucks to the NBA Finals? They're 3-1 to one to win the Eastern Conference. You are shaking your head. No, thank you. No, I'm not going with Doc. There's no chance. I lived through Doc. Doc's got... Doc has got incredible PR. Doc is like what he did, what Riddick said the other day, like I haven't had a chance to go off on this, you know, like, and here it is, you know, like Doc has got every excuse. He's got a a boatload of them in his bag. You know, he's got every excuse. And then he goes on Bill Simmons and he starts saying all the things on Bill Simmons that I was saying when he was the coach. Like, wait a minute, why weren't, where were you when this was going on? Bede's not in great shape, you know, he needs to get, I'm saying all this and you're not. Like, you're sitting there placating it all. I mean, and then he sit there saying, well, I stepped in. Oh, I see. We're supposed to schedule all the worst teams in the league when we name you the head coach. Aren't you supposed to make a difference? Aren't you supposed to be the guy? There's a great Hubie Brown quote. You know, when when you go through it, I, uh, I, I have it here. One of the things I have in the um, – I have it here, I think. Hold on. Okay. It's really – it's, it's a great Hubie Brown quote, but sounds, basically... 
It sounds like you're on JJ Reddick's side of the. Oh, the I'm latest. completely on. I'm completely on JJ Reddick's side. Like, I mean, to me, it's like ridiculous that Doc gets away with it. Hubie says the nor the notoriety of the coach is directly proportional to his team's execution under pressure. Hmm. Okay, that to me sums up being a head coach in the NFL. That sums up being a great coach. And now you're sitting there saying the schedule's too tough. Come on, man. Do you think? Well, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, he gets away with it. And and his record, you talk about, we've had Harry come on, kill Painter. We've had, who else killed Painter today? I Oh, we had Adam Burke kill Painter, right? Elliot sit there. He took two bombs. What's Doc's record when he gets to the playoffs? Think about that. He and Painter, he's the college, he's the pro version of, of Matt Painter. He's a collapse artist, a collapse artist. Um, but it's funny too, because in that podcast, he was talking about, you know, when when the Bucks leadership came to me and, you know, moved on from Adrian Griffin, I said, I said, why? I'm sure a lot of Bucks fans are wondering yeah, that too. That's such a lie. He was involved in that thing the whole oh, way. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Me. He was. A, he was a consultant on the team. Obviously, yeah. he was. But it is Why? just funny looking at the numbers where they were 32 and what 14 or whatever it was when they fired Adrian Griffin. Three and seven since. And obviously, the hope is things look up. But who knows? That's it for today's edition of the Lombardi Line. We'll be back same time, same place tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.